You're listening to Huddle Up, a football podcast. Each week, Tony Dyer leads the huddle and tackles the hottest topics around the NFL. He's joined by guests from all around the football world, bringing their insights and reactions to the news and noise of the National Football League. Subscribe now to join the huddle. Welcome back to another Thursday edition of Huddle Up, a football podcast. Tonight, we're back to normal. I have internet again. I'm functioning like a normal person. I'm on my computer. I'm not using my phone. I don't know how we made it through last show, but we did it, boys. We fucking did it. We did it. Um, And we're two weeks from the draft. So as promised, we've done all the offensive skill positions. Today we'll do quarterbacks. One week. It's a week from tomorrow. It's, it is a week from tomorrow. I was thinking two week, shows. You mean you mean a week from today? A week from today. Right. Wow. Right. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's a week away. Holy shit. Ooh, baby. The longest game week time ever. It's a yeah, long it will week. be the longest week ever. Yeah, it's going to be a long week. But it's nice that it starts on a Thursday because it won't feel like a full week. It's going to feel like four days. True. Yeah. Um... News this week. Jalen Hurts got a big quarterback deal. Lamar Jackson still hasn't. Um, let's see. What else happened this week? Allen Robinson traded to Oh, come on. Pittsburgh. Oh, you're a little sweetheart. Gotta, yeah, let's let's talk about some relevant stuff. Okay. Um the commanders. <laughs> the commanders are, have been sold, or there's an agreement to sell them. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I've been trying to talk about the Commanders for fucking a year and a half now, and Corey just won't have it. Like, he doesn't. I, just, I, don't, I don't give a shit who owns the football team. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't give a shit. It's some fucking businessman who probably knows nothing about football. Like, it doesn't. Like, to me, it doesn't matter. Okay. You have the rare ones, like, you know, the Jim Irsays and Packers are a unique situation, but I don't really give it. Like, if Jeff Bezos buys the fucking Commanders, nothing really changes. Okay. What else happened this week other than Hertz, Allen Robinson, and the Commanders being sold? Was it a slow week? I mean, in official news, just I mean, a lot of a lot of rumors going around about the draft. I think we're probably about to tackle some of those here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what what rumors do you want? Do you want to do one? Or are you waiting for it? Um, I think we'll get to it eventually. Okay. You just want to get straight to the quarterbacks. It could be early. could be towards the end of the show. We'll see what happens. Could it be in the middle of the show? It's very possible. <laughs> but oh. I went first last time, so Daniel's starting this week. Daniel, top five quarterbacks in the NFL draft. We've got a pretty good class this year, right? Compared to last year, we were talking about a bunch of scrubs. Kenny Pickett was in the mix, only person that went in the first round. But this year, I think we've got... Five guys that, you know, I don't know that there's one guy that's great, you know, Andrew Luck or Peyton Manning. I don't think that guy is here, but we've got four really good talents that have a lot of potential. Who's your number five? Um, well, this this might come as a shock to you right off the bat, uh, but my number five quarterback is Will Levis. Put him right there at the bottom. Uh, he's... He's got the arm strength. I'll tell you that. I, I'm super impressed by that. Um, my And he's got the size, 6'3", 231, played in a pro-style offense. Um, he's 23 years old, so right there on the brink of, like, 
you know, not too young and not too old. I'm just kind of right there, you know, maturity level. Um, But there are multiple things about him that I don't like. Um, Number one, ball security. Um, You know, you look at these guys at the top and their um, touchdown to interception ratios are just, you know, off the charts. Will Levis is is the most, like, underwhelming next to Anthony Richardson in this whole class to me on these top five guys. Um, This year, and I know this year he was pretty banged up a lot of the year, but he threw 19 touchdowns and 10 picks, and he he didn't even get to 2,500 yards. And last year he actually had a better year. Um, And I think that's largely due in part to Wandale Robinson being on the roster. Um, Because if you watch any 21 tape, it just shows you how good Wandale Robinson is um, and why he got drafted. But, uh, yeah, he threw for 28, a little bit over 2,800 yards, 24 touchdowns, and 13 picks. Um, So, you know, and it would be one thing if it was like an Anthony Richardson type, um, you know, stat line as far as the throwing, if you had all the rushing upside. um, But he doesn't. He doesn't choose to rush. A lot, a lot of the time, he actually, I don't even, I had to vet this, he finished with negative yards rushing. Um, so he, he kind of acts like a, just a straight pocket passer, which in the NFL these days, it's kind of going away. Um, plus, you know, he, I saw stat, a quarter of his passes were thrown to targets behind the line of scrimmage. So even though he has the arm, I don't know why. Maybe it was the offense. Maybe it was the team around him. But he seems like he's kind of scared to just, like, get it going. Some of these games, I'm like, come on, let's throw the ball down the field. This is horrible game film. Let's go. And then every once in a while, he'll zip one 40 yards down the field, and you're like, okay, good. Yes, that that is what the hype was all about. That is what makes him good. Um, but, yeah, he – there were big struggles finding his rhythm uh, from what I saw on, on film and then combine that with the interceptions. And I think he's a douche. He's kind of a douche. Somebody compared um, him to Joe Flacco. No, it wasn't Joe Flacco. It was um, Bears. What am I th- I'm thinking? I'm trying to think of Bears. Yeah, Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler. Is the yeah. perfect, yeah. perfect pro comp. Just a straight asshole and got the arm, got the talent, knows it, but – like he's talking, he's talking in the media, just, just straight stuff to like get attention. I mean, talk about putting mayonnaise in his coffee and eating bananas with the peel on them, like just weird stuff. And then posting pictures, you know, like, Oh, look at this muscle transformation. I'm two pounds heavier. And look at this. I'm stacked. Why do you hate like, Will Levis? He's a, he's a decent player. I, I expected more when I went to the tape. Okay. I would feel a lot better if he threw 40 touchdowns and like 10 picks, but we're, we're looking at half the touchdowns of what, what he should have thrown and the yards just not, not very good. Um, you know, I'm going to pick on Anthony Richardson and his stat lines, but Will Levis had worse. <laughs> the only thing better from Will Levis and Anthony Richardson is Will Levis completed like 65% of his passes. Um, which is decent, but, uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll see 
if the hype is as strong with the NFL teams come NFL draft time, because now, and I think mock drafts are just a joke. I think it's hilarious because nobody's going to be close, but Will Levis has been mocked anywhere from like three to like mid twenties. And so it's so funny. We're going to see what the NFL actually thinks of him. Will Levis, um, you brought up his injuries. The the season before on the rushing side, he had almost 400 yards and nine rushing touchdowns. So he does have that in his game. He was dealing with uh, maybe a foot injury. I'm not sure. But they didn't design a lot of runs. There's really no runs for him this year. Like that was that was that wasn't part of his game. And he did he lost uh, Wandale Robinson. I'm sure he lost some other talent last year. The team, the team wasn't very good this past season, um, but I think, you know, if he if he wasn't hurt, if he had that, if he was able to be a run threat, I think that opens things up for the offense. And with losing weapons like Wandale Robinson, that also kind of closes that down a little bit. So I think it might have just been a perfect storm of, you know lack of production here in 2022 but in 2021 he was on fire he he was everything you wanted to see Uh, I don't know if he could have came out last year but it probably would have been a more ideal time for him to come out but I do like Will Levis I think the I think he could have that's the crazy part and you know and we just talked about how bad last year's QB class was like I really don't understand him staying oh yeah go ahead I wonder if it has anything to do with um it probably has to do with COVID and eligibility. And well, that, COVID but. eligibility and then name, image, and likeness. I wonder if that has anything to do with it. I wonder if he had yeah, some money I, sitting there. Somebody looked that up while I'm talking about him, but I've got I've got Will Levis as my number three quarterback. The arm talent's off the charge. Um, he's he can be a playmaker if he can get back to full health, which I think he can. And obviously, injury is a concern, and you know that could be something he deals with throughout his career. But he went out there and he played still. I mean, there's there's a clip from one game where he, his fingers folded in half, and he goes to the sideline and runs right back out there. So he's a really tough dude. Um, I knocked him a little bit for accuracy. I think he throws the ball with so much power that sometimes I th- I think it just ends up in the wrong spot. Um, and I think a lot of his passes get dropped too because of that. So he's throwing in these missiles to college wide receivers and they're not catching them a little bit. Uh, I liked his pocket presence. I didn't see him taking a bunch of stupid sacks and I didn't see him making a bunch of stupid throws either. They, there are some bad ones on the film, but there's not a lot of them. Um, and he's got the size. He tested well in the, you know, the IQ stuff at the combine. I like Will Levis. I've got him down as my number three. Um, I, I think I think this year maybe I'm looking at potential a little bit more. You put him in the right system. You get him some NFL coaching. As the games, I think, and I might bring this up again later, but I think as the game slows down for these quarterbacks and they get in the NFL, I think the accuracy comes with it. And, you know, they've seen that throw before. They know how much juice to put on it. They're not thinking about what read to make. They're just worried about, okay, I know this is there. I know how to, how much power to put on this throw. I think that that's why we see guys like Josh Allen. I was going to say, act. you know, I was going to say Josh Allen. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but yeah, no, but it, your point, your point's that where I was going. You know, I remember Josh Allen came into the league and correct me if I'm wrong, but we all said Josh Allen's a guy who can throw it over the moon, but can't hit the side of the fucking barn. Like, like all of the power in the world. I don't disagree with you, Corey. I'm, I, 
respectfully disagree with you, Daniel. I don't think he's the fifth worst quarterback in the in the draft. Um, I think I think a lot of people are putting him at three. If he ends up at four, I'm not going to be shocked, right? Like I could easily see him being the fourth, and then at that point, I'm just splitting hairs with both of you. Uh, I had concerns at the combine with the accuracy also on intermediate passes near the out of bounds lines. He didn't look good. And there were no defenders. There was no pressure. There was nothing happening there. Those passes didn't look good at the combine. Uh, that's a major concern because you need those passes in order to move the chains. You need those passes on third down. You have to have them. And without that, you're going to lose a football game. I, I'm, I'm, with, I'm, with, I'm more with Corey on this argument than with Daniel. I think some NFL coaching, um, I think getting the crap beat out of him a couple, couple times by NFL linebackers, I think that stuff is going to help his development. He's not, he's not a plug-and-play win you uh, win you a title, right? He's not that guy. He's a developmental piece. Three, five, what's the difference? I, I, oh, you, men, you, mentioned right. plug, you mentioned plug and play. I think for like a team like the Colts that think they're somewhat in contention, I don't think the Colts really want to draft a project like Anthony Richardson. A guy like Will Levis could be more attractive to them just because they feel like they could start him day one because he ran an NFL-style offense in college. So... There, there is that pro to him. Like a team may favor him just because of that. If they've got Levis and Richardson, you know, right next to each other, which I think that's a reasonable thing that could be possible. Um, they might just pick Levis because they they want to put the rookie out there day one. So, yeah, I I think as the game slows down for him, it sounds like he's a super smart guy. I know like the may, the mayo and the coffee and the banana. That stuff's weird. Uh, at, at the combine, he admitted they were jokes. I think he was just probably getting clicks on the internet. Uh, but he fooled everybody, right? Everybody was talking about it. So, uh, smart guy. I think he. Uh, I think he kind of knows what's going on. I don't know if that personality earned respect in the locker room. I think that's up to the NFL teams to decide. They're the only people that got to sit down in a room with them by themselves and figure that out. But uh, we'll find out. I do like Will Levis. I've got him at three. What do you have at five, Corey? At five, I've got Hendon Hooker. I think, really, any. <laughs> Anybody from five to two, you know, depending on what you like, you could switch any of these around. Um, Hendon Hooker, Tennessee, not a very pro-style offense, very spread out, but he's a very accurate quarterback. I don't think he's got a cannon for an arm, but it seemed like if, it, if somebody was open, he was hitting them. There wasn't really any misses on his film. His pocket presence was decent. I didn't see him taking a bunch of bad sacks. With that being said, I didn't see him really rolling out and making a bunch of plays either. He's not – he can get out and run, but it's more in a straight line. Like, imagine like a Jameis Winston or like a Jacoby Brissett. Like, he can get out, but he's not going to be juking anybody out, making huge plays or anything. But he's got decent speed. So, I've got him at five. I think he, he – I think he's a very smart guy also. I think in the right system – he could be a plug-and-play starting quarterback in the NFL as long as he's healthy. He's obviously coming off the ACL, but I do like Hendon Hooker a lot. I think there's first-round first, first round potential here. I think if you're looking for a flashy player in the draft, Hendon Hooker's not your guy. He's probably more of a pocket guy. Like I said, Jameis Winston, Jacoby Brissett, I think those guys are very similar to Hendon Hooker. I think Jameis Winston probably has a little more arm talent, uh, but Hendon Hooker could be very serviceable. Like a team could trade back into the first and get him just to get a fifth round or, or a fifth year option for him. Uh, I think there's a lot of potential there. If I had 20 back bucks to bet right now, I would bet that Daniel has Hendon Hooker at three. 
Three or four. Would I be right if it was three for you, Daniel? I don't know. You're going to take the bet? No, I'm not taking the bet. (laughs) (laughs) He's at four. Okay. Hendon Hooker at four. Yep. Um, Like Corey said, just kind of a solid all-around guy. Um, 70% completion percentage, so very accurate. Um, But also accurate while throwing it deep down the field. Um, They... I just had the stat in front of me. Yeah, college best. Okay, so college football best, 9.53 yards per pass attempt. So that's even more impressive to me that he has that high of a completion percentage. Actually, in 2022, he had the highest completion percentage out of all these guys. Um, and he's throwing it farther down the field than all of them. Um, over 3,100 yards, 27 touchdowns, two picks. Okay, he has fantasy records now of throwing 261 consecutive passes without a pick and uh, throwing a touchdown pass in 20 straight games. Those are new Tennessee records owned by Hendon Hooker on 2022. SEC Offensive Player of the Year. Um, Like I said, he takes care of the ball. He rushes when he needs to. So, Corey, kind of to your point, he doesn't really look to rush, you know, after his first read is out. Um, but he does have the ability to – to. He, he's patient, you know, with letting routes come together, and he oftentimes hits his second read. But uh, he'll rush when he needs to, and when he is rushing, he's very talented. Multiple um, plays of him rushing 25, 30 yards down the field. He had five touchdowns each of the last two years uh, rushing, six, hey, uh, 620. you remember Matt Ryan's gallop this year? <laughs> the career long? Yeah, it was like 50 yards or something. Yeah, and everyone was like, how does this guy? <laughs> <laughs> you got the fastest players on the planet. <laughs> I, 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 all right, I brought that up. I'm not saying Hendon Hooker's a baby giraffe like Matt Ryan, but I'm the, I know what plays you're talking about. And let's be honest, there's a lot of open space, but he does have the speed to like cover that space and take advantage of it. He's just not doing anything else with that space, you know. So what I saw yeah. with Hendon Hooker, are you finished, Daniel? I was just gonna list off a couple negatives. Go Sorry. ahead. Yeah, tell me why you hate him. <laughs> I like him. <laughs> His age. That's a huge one. He's 25 years old. That's super old. Um, a lot of these other guys, 21, 21, 20. And then Will Levis is the next oldest at 23. Um, so Hinton Hooker, if he sits out this year while recovering from an ACL, which he probably should, he'll be 26 years old before he throws a pass in the NFL. Yeah, that is, that's, that's a big, a big red flag for NFL teams. Um, so they know their, their window is short. Plus, the ACL, you know, we never know how guys are going to come back from that, even though it's becoming a more common injury. Um, he should be fine. Um, but yeah, everyone makes fun of the, the Tennessee offense sometimes. Like it's, it's manufactured to like get your number one or number two guy open and you don't really have to have multiple reads. And so like, I don't know what this thing is. It's, it's in the media. Everybody's like, yeah, but it's, Tennessee offense. <laughs> Come on. But uh, it's kind of one of those things where it's like, okay, if they're that good and it's working, then maybe some teams should mimic this. Yeah, exactly. But 
but yeah, I don't know what it is, but it's it's this media topic that oh, it's just the it's the Tennessee offense. It's kind of gimmicky, is what they call it. But I I didn't really didn't really see all that see that. But uh, yeah, he he doesn't throw well on the move. I, I I did not like the tape of him throwing on the move, and that's something he's definitely going to need to adjust um, when he gets to the next level. So a couple of things I noticed with. The more I watch Hooker, the more I like him. Um, he's big. He fits the stereotype. He's very yeah. smart. Dan- Corey, you mentioned he was very smart. I think Daniel mentioned how accurate he was. It might have been both of you that said something about that. The man knows football. And I've, I, noticed, like, I noticed the same things that, that both of you did. He doesn't really leave the pocket unless he absolutely has to. People say that he's not very mobile because of that. But I'm thinking of like... Uh, Okay, this is going to sound crazy. I'm not saying that he is this player, but it reminds me of the mobility of like an Aaron Rodgers. In the pocket, he's shifty. He's difficult to pin down. He's not afraid. That's actually really good. He'll but step then when up. he gets outside, but he's when he, masterful. Yeah, when he, when he gets up, when he gets, what? He's masterful? Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, he's great on the run. Okay. I need to watch more Aaron Rodgers run because I was thinking yeah. about inside the pocket. He's stuff. very shifty. He's he's very. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll go back and watch unexpected. more of that. He's I'll, very unexpected. I'll go back and watch uh, more of that. I think that Hendon Hooker in the pocket is more nimble and agile and fearless than people are giving enough credit for, and he's able to see a face, a hand coming at his face, and still get it over, over the line in front of him for 15 yards or 10 yards or for that short little pickup. I don't think people give him enough credit for that. I think that the NFL teams, I think, I think people are going to be surprised if Hendon Hooker is drafted above some of these other guys we're about to talk about, people are going to be very shocked. I'm not going to be shocked. Like, I think that's within the realm of possibility that an NFL GM is going to look at this guy and say, we can count on him. We can count on this. Uh, I think he's first round pick. Yeah. I, I think Hendon Hooker's floor is like Teddy Bridgewater. Like I think, at minimum, he's a career backup. Like, he'll be rostered for the next 10, 15 years. Well, probably 10 because of his age. But I think his ceiling is more like... <laughs> eight, six to eight years, and then yeah, he can retire. Like, but wouldn't you, like, just like just now as I said that, like, you basically got 10 years out of Hen and Hooker. Like, some of these other guys, you got, like, 15. Um, so that is kind of a big deal, but then ceiling is like Kirk cousins. So I don't think him and hooker will ever be the superstar, but if a team can find rhythm with them, like he could just be like a top 10 quarterback in the league that you can just count on to go out and put up 250, 300 and, you know, be like Kirk cousins isn't an elite quarterback by any means, but he can absolutely produce in the past game, like cousins or Jared Goff, somebody like that. Like there, there's something there with Hendon hooker for sure. Look, if Kirk Cousins could win like two primetime games every couple of years, we'd be talking about a Super Bowl out of Kirk Cousins. Like the man's got the one flaw, right? That's it. I agree with you. I love it. Let's call him Kirk Cousins ceiling. Yep. I love it. Yep. Uh, Daniel. He, he's, the, he's the second um, most running quarterback in this draft. We're picking on Hennon Hooker, but wait till we get to the top. These guys are freaking Joe Flacco in the pocket up there. It's crazy that people are not giving Hendon Hooker any credit for mobility. Yeah, he's good. Like none. He's good on his feet. I I kind of, I don't know. I disagree with that. Like, I, I literally think of Teddy Bridgewater when he runs around. Like, he can do it. But 
I'm not designing my offense around it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. We both um, have Hendon Hooker and Will Levis off the board. Daniel, who's your number three? My number three is Anthony Richardson. Surprise, um, surprise. Yeah. We all know what he did at the Combine. Freaking tore it up. Um, he placed first on pretty much everything that he did. The guy's an athletic freak. We talked about this before. Um, he's one of the top recruits coming out of high school. He dominated high school. He's So he's done it for a while. He's only 20. So he's the youngest prospect out of all these guys, um, which is kind of encouraging because you have a guy like this that probably, you know, we're talking about me having Will Levis and Hendon Hooker at four and five, but I think Anthony Richardson is the quarterback that might need the most work. <laughs> it's just his ceiling is so high. He's got the highest ceiling out of any of these guys. He's got the oh. highest ceiling ever. Yeah, all of them. <laughs> but also, well, his rushing, I, I was going to say the lowest floor, but I don't believe that either. Um, but he's definitely got a super high ceiling. But he definitely needs some work. He needs to be drafted by a team that, uh, kind of like we mentioned before, the Seahawks. Play him under Geno for a year. And then after that, Geno reverts back to his normal role that he's had for over a decade in the NFL as backup. And uh, Anthony Richardson takes the reins, something like that. Let let the guy sit for a year. Um, he has. We're talking about Will Levis's arm. This guy has an absolute cannon for an arm. Corey, you've been talking about it for two months, comparing it with Josh Allen's arm. Um, he elite arm. The only problem is, is he can't put that together like Josh Allen did coming into the league with completion percentage and hitting his guys and he's just he's like a he's like a bull in a china shop out there when he's throwing like anytime he's like you're you're watching tape and he goes back to throw you're just like uh, and you kind of cringe a little bit is this going to be a perfect pass or a horrible pass <laughs> or is this going to leave me with more questions like it that, those are the only three <laughs> that we have because he sails guys as are running and he'll sail the ball right over them a guy will go on a short slant and he'll rear up and try to break his hands, like zoom it in there. No touch whatsoever on intermediate to short throws. Like, it, you know, some, some receivers like, like a, a, a catchable ball. Um, he'll, he'll just beam it right at him at, you know, 90 miles an hour. Um, he, he, so he's got to, he's got to get better at a lot of things. Um, but the passing is just, it's like one out of every four passes is, is decent. Um, that's his biggest weakness. But with his rushing and his upside on rushing, is that's what makes him so intriguing. Yeah, listen to these stats. You tell me if this is worthy of a top five quarterback. 53% completion percentage last year. I mean, you can't even start in the NFL. You're, you're back up at best in the NFL if you're completing almost half of your passes. 2,500 yards in college. Okay, 25-49, 17 touchdowns and nine picks. I mean, that's that's hard to read and have a guy that's going to be picked as a quarterback that high. Um, he did have 654 yards and nine touchdowns on the ground. So that's the intriguing part for the NFL. But even the year before that, 
completion percentage. So the two worst out of all all five prospects both years, and he only had 500 yards passing, six touchdowns, five picks the year before when he didn't play as much. But he has got to get more complete. Um, he's a freak athlete. No one can deny that. Probably the best athlete maybe in the draft. And then rushing is a huge thing. He's 6'4", 231, so he could take the hits of the NFL. He just has to get better on passing. So if he if he takes the Josh Allen transformation and turns it, which he's probably not going to, odds are against him, but if he does that and turns into a Josh Allen-type passer, um, we have we have a new Pat Mahomes on our hands, the new face of the NFL. Wow. I'm not saying that's going to happen. I give it less than 1%. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> so, it's just the odds. Just, it's just the odds. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the odds are stacked against all these guys. Um, Anthony Richards, I think he's got the highest ceiling we've ever seen in football. He's got the size, he's got the speed, and he's got this unbelievable arm. I mean, the arm talent's off the chart. If he can just harness it, like I just said, if you know, once this, once the football, if if he has a chance to get in there and the game slows down for him, I think the accuracy will just naturally come. Like he'll the feel for the game and where the ball needs to be, like all that'll come. But what pops off the tape for me, like first of all, every throw he makes is an absolute piss missile, like you mentioned. <laughs> yeah. Lots of drops. I was, I was a little, problem. Yeah. I was, I was over here Googling. I, I don't have drop numbers. I can't find them on the internet. For they don't, Florida, they, but they don't, yeah, they don't really are share like those. Shaking yeah. their hands like, ah, that would yeah. hurt. I can't find any drop numbers, but I bet if you put drops in there, his percentage might jump five points. But that, again, that's his, his piss missile of an arm. But at the same time, NFL receivers are probably going to be able to, you know, make more of those catches than those wide receivers. In the, Maybe not in the late in the year when it's cold. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> um, so, like, the pass game, I don't think it's as bad as people say. Like, I turn on the film, and he's hitting guys when they're open on curl routes, and the ball's there. He, like, yeah, there's there's some there's some bad passes here and there, but... I would say I see more drops from these piss missiles than just bad throws. Um, the playmaking is unreal. There's this one play where they're on like the five yard line and a free rusher comes and he like jumps, goes to do a jump pass, gets the guy to jump, pulls it back. The guy flies past him and he rears up again and hits a dude in the back of the end zone, like Pat Mahomes stuff. And I feel like there's one of these moments in every game I watched. The playmaking's there. Somebody just needs to harness it. I've got Anthony Richardson as my number two quarterback just because I don't think it's as bad. Like, he, his run threat is real as soon as he gets in the NFL, and that'll open up so much more opportunity in the pass game. With If he goes to the right place that knows how to scheme an offense, I think he can be successful right out of the gate, maybe not as an elite passer, but, you know, like Lamar Jackson, like Lamar Jackson's run game was so dynamic and things opened up for Mark Andrews and all these other guys. Like I, I've got him at two. I think the, the ceiling's unreal. I think he's really smart. I loved his interviews. Like he was charismatic. Um, he's got this really deep voice, which is kind of weird. Like he talks like a 60 year old man. It's kind of <laughs> odd, but He's a he's a man among boys. I can tell he's smart. Like I think he's somebody a, a locker room could to, who could get they could get around him. You know, I I think he has that leadership potential, and 
Again, somebody's just got to harness it. I think today's NFL, like if Anthony Richardson was in this draft five, ten years ago, he'd probably be like a second, third, fourth rounder. But because of the way the NFL is right now with the Jalen Hurts of the world and the Lamar Jacksons, first round talent all day, baby. Number two on my list. To hear about so me at all. the experience. It's hard to put him at three, honestly. The experience, I mean, <clears throat> the lack of playing time. It shouldn't be that big of a deal, but it is to me. You know, it's a huge mental block. That's part of why stats suck so much. So you, it's, you put in a guy with not a lot of experience who, as you so eloquently said, throws piss missiles at all of his receivers. You know, at some point, drops. So drops don't count against you in the NFL. But the reality is sometimes the drop does count against you. Like sometimes it's your fault that the ball got dropped in the first place. It worries me. It worries me to know that he has to really learn the position starting on draft night. Uh, that, that bothers me a little bit. Now, with that in mind, the story you told about Corey, about him juking out that defender and throwing it to the end zone, like that backyard-style football, that's what's winning. Like those minds, those guys who can take all the, take all the rules and take the play when the shit hits the fan, like what are we going to do now? Like those players, those high IQ players, those are the ones that are winning. Patrick, and, uh, Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, uh, even Aaron Rodgers. Like, he's not the – yeah, I mean, these high IQ guys. I didn't even get a chance to talk about it, but I mentioned that play. Like, he has he has that knack. Like, I, I, wrote, him, I wrote him down for being very snappy in the pocket. Like, he's got a really good pocket presence, I feel, for the lack of, lack of experience. Like, when these rushers come around the edge, when he moves up the pocket, it's – like he's there, like it's, it's he he snaps up there and then he rips it. Like he looks weird in the pocket, though. You think? I, I think, think he looks good. In the I'm pocket. not saying he doesn't look good. I'm saying you know that game. You remember when we all had flip phones and there was that game where you were a little worm and you had to go around and like bite little things and your worm got a little longer. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. If yeah, I'm remembering this right, game. if I'm remembering this right. When he gets out, like before he takes off and hits the juice, he kind of looks like a little worm that's been eating. Up, like he's starting to get a little bit longer. Is that does that make sense? Do you see what I'm saying at all, or is this crazy talk? Like there's something about him. I'm not saying he doesn't look good or mobile. I'm just saying something about it's funny to me. I don't know about that. Okay, I see. I, it. I think, I think I for know. me, just like I see him. Like mountain. it looks like he. I, I can't put this down. It looks like he's moving quickly, but in slow motion. <laughs> Like he's a very long man that that is powerful, and so he doesn't have to move his body real fast. Like if I was out there, I'd be like a jackrabbit. Like this guy can move real slow and move real fast at the same time. Maybe that's what you I'm mean, saying. Like I think the polar opposite would be like Kyler Murray. Like he's a little gingerbread man. Exactly. It's like the polar opposite of around. Kyler Murray. Yes. I don't know. I think his the way his athleticism is just off the charts. Like. I think this is just a guy that can do anything. Like, that's just how good he is. Like LeBron James, like he could go out and just play whatever game he wanted and be the best at it. And we've all, we've only seen a year of him. And either that's a negative or you can look at it as a positive. Like we haven't seen the best of him. Like it's all up in the air. It's if he goes to the right place, man, this guy's going to be unbelievable. Well, Corey, I'm scared now because you haven't said you're fourth. That's right. You're fourth. <laughs> Here let's, we go. Let's go ahead and get CJ Stroud out of the way, huh? 
I've got CJ Stroud at four. Oh my I, god. I like CJ Stroud. Um Do you? I mean, not really. Like <laughs> Like, he's just, I feel like he's just this blueprint of Ohio State QBs that come out, like Dwayne Haskins, kind of like Justin Fields. Justin Fields had so much more athleticism. Like, they just don't, they just don't excite me. Like, he's super accurate. Like, the touch on the ball is unbelievable. I, I saw him take a lot of bad sacks, like some Carson Wentz stuff. Like, why don't you just move out of the way, move up the pocket? And he's just, like, turns around, and he just, eh, I'm sacked. Oh, no. The arm talent's okay. I don't see it. Like, he doesn't have the piss missiles. I don't see a whole lot of that. He was also throwing to the best wide receiver in the world, Marvin Harrison Jr. The, the talent at Ohio State is unbelievable. They, they're just – they're going to be better every day. I think – I think a lot of the knocks, like this week, we're hearing that he might fall in the draft. Maybe he's uncoachable. Blah blah blah. I don't. I don't think we have that information. Like before the show, I was like, "Hey, I think you heard he's he's the only one of these top four, the big four um, that didn't call the call his own plays." So like Ohio State would just look at the sideline. The receiver would look at the sideline, get the play call, and then go to the spot. He wasn't communicating with C.J. Stroud every play. We don't know. I don't know that for sure. Like, I don't, I don't know how all that works, but like for me, CJ Stroud's ceiling is Justin Herbert. Like Justin Herbert's not an elite quarterback. He's really good in my mind. Top 10 in the league. And then floor is just absolute bust for me on CJ Stroud. If like, I don't know. I feel like once he gets to the NFL, it just may not be there. And at the end of the day, there's not a, like, the potential level for me isn't high enough and the floor is super low for me. I don't know. I, he, all the tools are there. I guess he looked really good in college. Great passer, super accurate. <clears throat> I just don't know if it's going to translate. I just feel like I've seen this too many times. So for me, yeah, I've got him below Anthony Richardson and Will Levis. I just think there's so much more there for those guys. Hmm. Well, C.J. Stroud is my. Is he your number one? Yes. I just, there's not a lot of negatives, but I just don't have a ton of positives, you know? There are very few negatives. Um, I mean, I, I, I really can't even think of any. Um, Corey, did you watch the game film from the Georgia game. I did. And everybody's the most impressive tape I've watched. I of any of these guys. Like, like he had some good plays where he got outside the pocket, but it was like two or three. It was like two or three. And he had one run where he's running around like Matt Ryan. Like he's not he athletic. Did, he did everything in this game. I don't know, man. Short throws, intermediate, deep, Everything was just dialed in. And this is the his like biggest game of his career. I know. I know. He he they almost beat Georgia. Like it came down Yeah, he took to them, the last minute. He took they, them into field goal range and the kicker missed the field. Yeah, I mean we we would be talking about the champions. Would that change your mind? 
like leading a team and getting through the gauntlet and 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 taking it all would that would that mean anything no, different probably to you? Not. no okay i wasn't sure um if, if that did yeah. Stetson bennett would be up here well because he won two <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah Drew rip Dilfer's also rest a, uh, in peace Super Bowl Stetson quarterback. Bennett. the man who hasn't died but nobody remembers yeah, hey Stetson bennett undrafted. he's gonna be you think he'll go undrafted correct i think really dude, i think he'll be I bet, I bet the Niners would love to have him. I bet st- somebody he, drafts Stetson Bennett in the seventh round, and it's a huge problem. Yeah, he's going to be a, a deep pick, if anything. But I said seventh, but if it was the fifth, it wouldn't shock me either. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's I mean, also like Stetson out. Bennett's like twenty nine. I thought he was yeah. older than that. We're making fun of Andy Ducker. <laughs> Stetson Bennett's got a full beard if he wanted to. Oh. Yeah, C.J. Stroud, 41 touchdowns to six picks this year, 44 touchdowns to six picks last year. So the guy just gets it done. Um, 72% completion percentage last year. That's the highest out of any of these guys. Um, And he's just – he came in as a five-star recruit. The dude's done it ever since. He's prototypical build, 6'3", 218. It's exactly what you want. He's 21 years old. I cannot find many negatives on him. Um, like you said, Corey, he played with a stellar receiving core, but um, so did Joe Burrow, and that guy's pretty good. He played with Justin Jefferson, and um, uh, who's the other receiver that he had there? Oh, uh, was Jefferson. It? Was it? Jamar no. Chase, Jesus. Yep. Yeah, he had Je- Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase, for crying out loud. And Clyde Edwards-Hilaire running back. It was pretty good in college. But, um, yeah, that tape, if anyone has any doubts uh, with C.J. Stroud, just go watch the Georgia film uh, from the college football playoff. Just, Just absolutely stellar. Something I read last year, actually. Corey that I think you can respect liking Will Levis and how tough he is. Um, CJ Stroud in the season opener last year separated his throwing shoulder and played all year on it. Nothing, nothing changed and led the nation with 561 yards of total offense per game and was a Heisman finalist and all these other awards and he was playing on after he separated his shoulder on the first, first game. So the dude's tough. Um, I don't think we read all about this new cognitive um, test that Bryce young is scoring super high on. I heard a rumor that CJ Stroud wasn't as good, um, but I, you look at the game film and he can, he can make the decisions and he can, he can read defenses and, and he can get it done. Yeah, I guess, yeah, that, and that's, you know, one of my concerns is I think he scored lower than Bryce Young, Anthony Richardson, and Will Levis. Um, I, I didn't care for his interviews at the Combine. Like, I didn't view him as a likable person. Um, I, 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 have, I struggle thinking he could be a leader in a locker room just based off what I've seen there. Again, haven't sat down and had a conversation with the guy, so there's no way for me to know. I just have this weird feeling that he's going to struggle at the next level and maybe he doesn't, maybe I'm wrong again. I said ceiling of Justin Herbert and 
I, so that's I think a pretty good ceiling. That's a good ceiling, right? I don't, but my floor form is just not like it doesn't exist. Like it's bad. I don't know. Mm. It's just it's just a gut Strange. feeling I have. Yeah. At the end of the yeah, it's it, a gut it, feeling. It's, yeah, well, I can't argue with that. You know, I the only thing that I could really say as a counter to you, Corey, it's a gut feeling, and I'm with you. Shoot your shots, man. But when we look at these college teams now more than ever. When we talk about how they're playing with the best people in college, there's a there's a reason for that. It's because the administration has given the green light to do whatever it takes to get the best players in college. That includes the quarterback. It just does. Um, they're not gonna they're not gonna go out and get the best wide receivers. They're not gonna have uh, what did we just say? Jamar Chase, and Justin Jefferson, Clyde Edwards Hilaire, and Tony Dyer at quarterback. Like, that would be fucking stupid. They're not going to do that. <laughs> That'd be fucking stupid. Don't do that to yourself, Tony. You could complete some passes. I could complete a couple. Yeah? <laughs> no, the only thing I would say is, and I, I think I've fallen into the trap too, but as we were talking through this, I got to thinking, wait a minute. There's a reason that Stroud was there in the first place. Having said that, I agree with you, Corey. We have seen this Ohio State quarterback method fail time and time again. It hasn't been working for a long time. It's coming around. Justin Fields is... is Justin Fields is a guy. I mean, he, he hasn't, hasn't done been, anything. He, he hasn't been surrounded with a team yet. That's he finally true. is. That's true. Justin Fields is also an elite athlete, and CJ Stroud is not. Uh, you, you might not here, be here wrong. Here you go. Here goes. Overall, overall here. athlete, Justin Fields is, is a better, better athlete, but I think CJ Stroud is a much better passer than Justin Fields. Oh, absolutely. Here's a uh, report from today. CJ Stroud made a commitment to the Manning Passing Academy, but the night before he ghosted them and didn't show up. And that's from Brady Quinn. That's weird. Why wouldn't you, why wouldn't you go show up to the Manning Passing Academy? Maybe he had a date, bro. Sure. There's, there's probably a lot of things that go on to that. I, I really don't know. They just ghosted him? Like... This is related, but unrelated. Okay. I was reading an article recently about the show Yellowstone and they did this, um, like big customer, um, Oh, like meet and greet. Okay. And it was this big blown up thing. Like, Oh my gosh, look at all these, um, actors, like all the main actors were listed and they're going to be there. Well, everybody paid, everybody showed up. And hardly anyone was there from Yellowstone and everyone was pissed. And it came out later that like three of the top people didn't even know what was going on. <laughs> so you hear this stuff. Like I read in the, in the, in the article, all these actors stand up, all these people and everyone's mad and all this. And then you read and he goes all the way to the bottom. And then there's the like exclusions of, after the fact, we found out that blah, blah, blah. They didn't know it was actually happening, and they didn't even know a time or date or anything. So you never know with stuff like that. When rumors fly, if something happened, okay. he wasn't even notified. You never know. Well, let's, let's, let's play with that a little bit even more. All, the, all that cast on Yellowstone is successful. They've made it. They don't have to show up for shit. They're still stars. C.J. Stroud well, hasn't done CJ shit. C.J. Stroud doesn't have to show up for this. He's going to get drafted in the first round of the NFL draft. Is he though? 
He's getting drafted in the first round. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, this has gotten ridiculous. Next up. All right, all right, all right. right. Over under CJ Stroud draft position. Oh, boy. He's calling a shot bet. Three and a half. And you're obviously going under three and a half? Yep. I'll take the over. Shot bet. Okay. Write it down. Let's do it. You got it? Who's writing? Who's got the bets? Daniel's got got them. Okay. Last so up. CJ Stroud has to be a top three pick, or I'm wrong. Correct. I should have said four because that's where the Colts are. Why wouldn't I have said four? The Colts ain't touching them. What, will you give me four with no. the Colts? You, dude, I let you set the line. <laughs> I didn't know you were going to shot bet. Crapped on, bro. What do you mean you didn't? How did you not know that was a shot bet? I looked, I had shot bet all over it. What are you talking about? <laughs> CJ Stroud. All right. Uh, have we we talked about Hooker? We talked about Stroud. We talked about Levis. We talked about Richardson. Bryce Young's the best quarterback in the draft. It's pretty obvious. Anybody who doesn't see it, don't know why they don't see it. If Bryce Young was six foot two and two hundred and fifteen pounds, he'd probably be one of the greatest prospects of all time. Bryce Young does it all. He's got great accuracy. He's an absolute playmaker. It just Mahomes stuff everywhere. Hole open, like drops back, pressure comes, hole opens up in the line, moves forward. You think he's going to run? Nope, looks up, touchdown. It's all over the film. Uh, he does it for first downs. It's all there. He's got everything. I can't think of a single negative besides his size, but I was thinking about this last night when I was really digging in deep on these guys. Big dudes get hurt, and guess what? So do little dudes. So I don't – if your concern is the injuries and all that, I think you're taking just as big of a risk with C.J. Stroud as you are with Bryce Young. It's all luck at the end of the day. Bryce Young has all the tools. I'd be curious to know if somebody thinks he's missing a tool. I'd love to hear what that is. And then he's got all the tools and then more. And he's super smart. I think he's – a like, if you're looking for a guy – like a Peyton Manning who's just like he loves the game so much it's all he thinks about when he's off the field and I heard reports that um, on Mondays Alabama would give out their you know their playbook their game plan for the week well before that Monday meeting he had already gotten a copy and already made adjustments and recommendations for what they should do like this is what you want in a quarterback and like I said, if he was six foot two, six foot three, we're talking about the one of the greatest quarterback prospects of all time. You're talking about Andrew Luck. You're talking about Trevor Lawrence. You're talking about Peyton Manning. This is Bryce Young. He is the best quarterback in this draft, and I he's going to go number one to the Panthers. The Panthers know this. It's who the, who they probably wanted all along. I know Josh McCown whispered something to C.J. Stroud about moving to Carolina. It was all bullshit. It's going to be Bryce Young to the Carolina Panthers. I think I'm so confident in Bryce Young, like he won't fail. Like I don't think he can bust unless it's like a Tua Tagovailoa situation. Bryce Young's going to be a stud. Yeah, I mean he he seems pretty calm. He's always in big games, and um, you know even when he's down. Like I, I watched the uh, the Tennessee Alabama game. I mean everybody did because it was such a great game. And at the end, Bryce Young was. He was obviously down, had the ball. You just kind of had that feeling like, yeah, they're not going to lose. And he didn't he didn't flinch. Like He was like, yeah. You could just see it, even though he, you can't see his facial expressions. He's like, 
commanding the huddle and, you know, audibling and calling these plays. He's like, yeah, we're going to win this game. Like, that's the vibe that he was giving off. Um, so I, I feel like he is a good leader. Um, he won the Heisman in 21 um, when he almost threw for 5,000 yards, 47 touchdowns and seven picks. So the guy's production profile is the best out of any of these, even C.J. Stroud, who's been killing it. Um, yeah, he won the Heisman, the Maxwell, the Davey O'Brien, the Manning Award. He won it all. Um, it's 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 really. I don't like his his size and weight, just like what Corey said. And it, there's a there's a stat that got pulled because um, I know guys like Kyler have been drafted. Drew Brees is is the same height, but it's the weight also. At 204 at the scouting combine since 2003, no QB that's weighed fewer than 207 pounds has been drafted in the first round. He's obviously going to break that mold, but there's a reason for that. It's it, when guys look small, they play small, and he he looks small. Um, even going, even playing in college, um, you know, we were kind of making fun of Kyler for his little itty bitty baby hands a little bit ago. And, you know, Bryce Young, he, he could make all the throws, but his deep ball was not as – it was rough watching Bryce Young side-by-side side with, like, Anthony Richardson and Will Levis deep balls. Like, oh, yeah, if you watch all, all three of those, you're going to be very unsatisfied with Bryce Young's yeah. deep ball. I guess I, but, if, if you can give me one negative, it's he's missing a little bit there. He doesn't have that yeah. fucking slanger. But he's capable. He can still yeah. do it. Um, he's just gotta gotta have a little bit more time in the pocket to to rear up and get ready for it. Um, but here is a uh, here is a quote that will go with uh, with what Corey's saying. Um, this came from a personal executive for an AFC team. We all know he's small, but you grade the talent, and if you like him, you make sure he's protected, and you teach him how to get the ball out on time. He'll carry himself like a winner. And I think that's going to be. I think that's going to be the MO. Just protect him and create a scheme for him. And I think he he very very easily could be the best quarterback that comes out of this class. Let me ask you this, Daniel. Yeah. If he was six foot three, two fifteen, is he your number one quarterback in the draft? No question. Okay. Why isn't he your fucking number one quarterback? <laughs> I don't like these tiny little dudes. Why? Why? It's like the wide receiver class. Okay. I just have a personal preference, right? We did the wide receiver show a couple weeks ago. And as we're talking about it, and then the next day, I'm like kind of thinking about it and I'm listening to the pod over and over again. I'm like, I guess I don't really like this wide receiver class. (laughs) I just don't like these tiny dudes. Like, I don't know what it is. I, I like. I like a good, like, prototypical dominant type. Like, for, for me, when I'm doing running backs, I look at guys like Zach Charbonnet. For wide receivers, I look at guys like Quentin Johnston, guys that excite me. And for quarterbacks, I'm looking at, like, Anthony Richardson, C.J. Stroud-type builds. It, I always shy away from these tiny little guys. I don't know what it is. So you're telling me, if you were the Panthers, you would take C.J. Stroud over Bryce Young. It would it would be a multi-month consideration. It might come down to what you're talking about as far as like personal interviews. There's 
if I'm actually choosing like a franchise quarterback from what I want to invest in, um, he's going to need to be able to do more than just show me on the field. Um, he's going to need to ace these interviews and show that he's a leader. And with those two things in mind, Bryce Young could be my number one. If I'm an NFL GM and I'm the Panthers, if those other things don't work and I like C.J. Stroud better on the field, uh, I'm probably going to take Bryce Young. Have you ever there's watched? A, have you watched any of their interviews? No. Wow. Sometimes they pop up, and I'll watch them. Like Will Levis, I've watched some some of his interviews. I've watched some Anthony Richardson, like what you're talking about. Um, but no, I, I don't. Um, the sixty year old man stuff. Look at the interviews. The deep voice. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's the new. That's the new tiny hands. He has the voice that you. By the way, you would picture for him actually. That is the the. Anthony Richardson's sixty-year-old man voice is the new Lamar, um, new uh, Kyler's tiny hands. Dude, he's got a really deep voice. But I'm telling you, if you went and watched, like, just combine interviews, I think you'd flip your mind to Bryce Young in a heartbeat. Because dude, C.J. Stroud, like he, he doesn't have a bunch of, he doesn't have a lot of personality. Like the the laughs and the jokes seem kind of fake. Like he kind of comes off like a doucher. Like just like, like Kawhi Leonard. No. <clears throat> I mean, like just maybe like the athlete in your high school that he's only cool because he plays a sport. Like, but Bryce Young's just like the, you can tell he's smart when you talk to him, man. He, he sounds genuine and just, he will be able to lead a locker. Like almost like, I don't want to compare his personality to Andrew Luck, but it's kind of like that in a way. Like you just can't hate him. And I, I think CJ Stroud would come off a little bit like a doucher and for just, Bryce Young, if you took the size out of the equation, I think you would agree with me too. He's the better quarterback. And I I I think size is something you can consider, but like I said, at the end of the day, big dudes get hurt and so do little dudes. So it's all you're rolling the dice regardless, so you might as well take the better quarterback, and that's Bryce Young. You should have dropped the mic. You know what to say now, right? <laughs> there you have it, boys. You've been listening to Huddle Up, a football podcast. Subscribe on your favorite platform and follow us at Huddle Up NFL and at Commissioner Mister on Twitter to keep up on the latest from the NFL and stay in the huddle. Huddle up. Team on three. One, two, three, three. But that still doesn't excuse you to having CJ Stroud at 